Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. I'm your host, Sari, and this week I'm joined by Allie, owner of the Heartland Cookie Co. and Kansas City's own Cookie Peen Queen. Here is Allie to talk about her unique cookie shapes and how her business makes people smile. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. I have been following your Instagram for quite some time. And every time I see a new theme that you have created (laughs) with these cookies, I just get such a laugh. And I just love, I love to see your creativity. And I know part of this is going to sound so formal when we're talking about (laughs) something so informal and (laughs) funny almost a taboo topic not a lot of people talk about but I want to ask you how this idea came from because for people who are not following you on Instagram it says in your bio there is no theme you cannot peen and you have referred to yourself as the cookie peen queen and I just want to know where this idea came from yeah so um I would say Cookie Peen Queen came first. Um, I really just started making a ton of penis cookies and actually posting them. And a lot of people don't do that. So they'll still sometimes, you know, make them, but they won't always post them on social media. And so really it was other cookiers is what we're called. Um, other cookiers basically started calling me the peen queen. So um, it was, it started from them because um, I'm typically not one to like label myself as queen of anything. That's kind of how that started. And it really took off. And now tons and tons and tons of um, now customers too, and like friends, but um, now tons of cookiers across like the country and actually, like in Canada and the UK, all call me the cookie peen queen. So it, it really caught on very quickly. And then I came up with the slogan, there's no theme that I cannot peen. I don't remember like how the rhyming came about, but uh, I started getting orders, like all penis orders. So where like they wanted every design to be a different or to be a, related to peens. Um, and so the first one where I really got an only penis order and it it was after I had posting these cookies a lot for like six months, um, I got a star Wars custom set for, um, a birthday and they wanted every design to be penis. And so then I started getting more orders where it was only penis cookies and not just, you know, for bachelorette parties, just for like birthdays or for fun or whatever. And so that's kind of, I really just started getting creative with certain themes and what I could penify. And so I guess that's how it all started. Were you surprised at the feedback you were getting in terms of customers approaching you with all these ideas of as you said, you know, not just having a bachelorette party, but that people were coming to you with these custom orders for other special occasions. Were you surprised by that? Or did you think like you've hit this niche category of something that other people aren't doing, or at least not publicizing? Yeah. 
and now you are like the go-to person for this? Yeah, I would say a little bit of both. I think I was surprised at how quickly it took off, but I try to be very like, I'm definitely myself on Instagram, especially. Um, So I tend to attract like-minded people. And so in that way, I wasn't super surprised um, just because what you see is what you get with me. And so if you're into that and, you know, you don't take yourself too seriously, then we'll get along great and you'll love my designs. So I think in, in that sense, I wasn't surprised, but it did take off way more than I expected. And like people getting their mom 70th birthday cookies that like have penis designs in them. And I think it's amazing that people have that relationship with their mom. I don't really. Um, I've given her a few cookies to just like get a reaction out of her a little bit. But um, I think it's really hilarious that people have that type of relationship with like parents or like older generations that they can order penis cookies for them. In terms of your baking background, what official training or did you have official training in in baking? Never had official training, but I worked in food and beverage for years. Um, But I really got the baking bug from my grandma on my dad's side. She was an amazing baker and she didn't do custom cookies or anything like that, but she did a lot of um, just standard cookies, cinnamon rolls, um, breads, stuff like that. And I was a pretty quiet kid when I was younger, which I think because of how I am on Instagram, people, that surprises people, but I would really consider myself an extroverted introvert. You know, when I'm feeling great, I and know people, I can be super chatty, but then I also can be, you know, quiet and shy sometimes. But when I was a kid, I was very, very quiet and shy. And so when my siblings and cousins were outside playing, I really liked being in the, this sounds so like gender role, not at all feminist, but I really enjoyed being in the kitchen with my grandma. Um, And I actually, we are, she passed years ago, but we are twins, essentially. Like I look so much like her. So I was her like little mini me in the, in the kitchen. And she was a big cook too, but really where she did amazing stuff was baking. And I use some of her recipes. Like I use her cinnamon roll recipe with a couple tweaks like all of our family has a bunch of her baking recipes and stuff like that. So I think I really got it from, from her. And then I just started playing around with baking. Even when I was a teen, like I would be in the basement or even like middle school, I'd be in our basement that had a full kitchen and I would like hide making cakes and like making cookies and brownies and stuff like that in the basement. And I've never really been a big like from the box. I always have, I mean, I have a little bit, but I've always really enjoyed doing everything from scratch. Baking can be a challenge because you really have to be precise. And, um, but then there's ways that you can get creative that won't completely ruin it. Um, But the kind of like trial and error has always been fun to me. Always brought like made and brought cakes and cookies and key lime pie and all different types of stuff for family events or uh, my friend's birthdays or whatever. And then I lost my job right before Christmas one year 
when my husband was in law school. So I had a lot of time and I was kind of annoyed about losing my job. So I just sort of like dove into making sugar cookies. So yeah, no, no formal training, but a lot of trial and error and a lot of messed up desserts, but it has always come pretty naturally to me. I haven't failed on like a massive Pinterest fail type of scale. It's just come pretty naturally to me. And like my sister is the complete opposite. She, she can't cook or bake. Like she once called me and asked how to make sauteed bell peppers. I'm like, you, you cut bell peppers and you put them in a saute pan with oil. What are you talking about? So I guess I got all of the baking gene and my sister got none of it. You clearly are using this gene to create (laughs) these fun and just very unique cookies. Like I said, I'm sitting next to the summer themed cookies that you made. And I have to just ask where you get these ideas. Like you can't help but smile when you look at them and to see the themes that you have done Easter and Thanksgiving (laughs) and Pride Festival fittingly. And just there's so many things you have been able to manipulate into fitting like your title as a pink queen. Yes. And I just love that. I hope everyone who follows you gets as much joy out of looking at the photos you post as I do because I've like told everyone in my office about it. I was telling everyone today that I was talking <laughs> to you and that I picked up cookies. I was like so excited. Kind of what you just said is what made me start making so many pain cookies is life is hard. And especially the last few years, it's been really rough. And I feel like there's so many things that are serious and scary and stressful. And like cookies just aren't that serious. And you can have fun with them and it isn't, it shouldn't be this like scandalous thing. Sometimes it is. It really does bring me a lot of joy designing them, of course, but also people's reactions. It's very, you know, lighthearted and that's a big pull for making those cookies is things just have been so rough. And sometimes you just want to be a little immature, laugh about penises you know like (laughs) for people who have reached out to you and sent you any sort of negative comment or negative feedback how do you handle those situations well I probably don't handle it as professionally as I should I like to kind of have a little bit of fun when they're clutching their pearls a little bit when they're upset with me especially because while I could make very realistic looking penis cookies my thing is really cartoonish, like animated, just not so realistic. So I'm like, why does a pineapple penis cookie upset you? Like it's, they're like, you know, my my child could see this. I'm like, there's no way your four-year-old would like see that and know even what it is. Um, It's not super realistic, as I said, like it's, they're just fun. Like there are some cookiers that make some really realistic ones with a lot of veins and like they're wild and I've made plenty of those but I really like the just like fun and easygoing ones I try to just laugh it off most of the time and I would say being in the Kansas City area helps a lot and I think the fact that I'm so upfront and honest and like true to myself on social media that means just from the start 
I don't get a lot of followers or customers who are super uptight or conservative or, you know, easily upset by designs like that. But there are occasionally, you know, the people who are very bothered and I just kind of try to brush it off and say, you know, life is just not that serious. Well, life is serious, but the cookies just aren't that serious. So, you know, if you don't approve, I totally get it. That's fine. Um, I'm not the cookie. I'm not the cookier for you. And that's totally great. But I would say in general, people have been really positive. And even my, my dad thinks they're hilarious. My mom has like mixed feelings about it. I think over time, people have like loosened up a little bit about it since I do post them so often. But I just, and I think this goes back to how rough things have been the last, not just a couple years since COVID, but like, you know, even a few years before that. I don't let it bother me too much because there is so much, so many other things that I'm concerned about in the world. So some random person on social media being upset at my cookies, I'm just not going to let it upset me too much. Now, people definitely get more mad about my political cookies. And as you said, for anyone who goes to your page, it's very clear what your page is about. And anyone who watches your stories, as you said, you're very, you're very true to yourself. You are always honest and you share your opinion, especially with current events, which is so important, especially just to like spread awareness or continue to educate people. And so anyone who would see your page for five minutes, if they <laughs> don't fall in line with your opinions, they don't have to follow you. They can take their time and spend it elsewhere or go to another cookier. And there are definitely some people who don't agree with me, but they still are able to like have difference of opinion and still, you know, respect my designs and my cookies do taste amazing. Um, so there are some, especially some older customers that probably don't completely agree, but they also don't let it affect ordering from me. And I also think that talking about current events and stuff, I think the reason why some people who might have different beliefs than me still will support my business is that there's nothing all that controversial about my views. Like I'm just very, I mean, I'm very opinionated about it, but I'm all about like equality and I just don't think there's anything to be ashamed of with that. So even some of those people who might be on a different side of things, if they're still, you know, kind of reasonable people, they're like, yeah, I mean, I can't really be that mad at her. I think that helps that like, I, at least I don't find my views offensive in any way. Going back to some of your designs, is there a theme that you have peened that is one of your favorites that you did or one of the most unique that you've done in the past? I did a like plants and peens set and that was one of my favorites. I don't know if you've seen it. I can send you a, a link later. Actually, I would say my favorite was probably either the Thanksgiving set I did or I did a anniversary set for someone and they met at or their first date was at Lulu's Thai and they'd been together like four years or something like that. They really liked tequila. So I was able to make a set catered to that. And so I turned a sriracha 
bottle into a penis. So that said, it had a penis and boobs. Um, and then a cookie that said exclusive nudes, like noodles, but nudes since like their, their first date. Um, I put like the date on it. I'll send you a link to that one too. So it kind of makes more sense, but that turning a sriracha bottle into a penis was definitely a fun one, but I really think that the star Wars one, maybe, um, especially a custom order that was all penises. I had to get pretty creative with that one, especially because I, not to be super controversial, but I am not a big Star Wars fan. So I had a, had an, I still have an older brother, but growing up with an older brother, eight years older than me. And so he was significantly older and he just watched Star Wars nonstop all the time, all the time. And so I'm the type of person where if you force something on me too much, I like revolt. And so aside from hearing it in the background all the time, I've never actually seen Star Wars in full. But so it was more challenging to create that set. And then same with Harry Potter. So I've done a couple, I've done quite a few Harry Potter penis sets. And those were a lot of fun. But I also am not a Harry Potter person. But my sister is obsessed. So and I just like with my brother, my sister was so obsessed, it annoyed me. But I think I've done like five Harry Potter sets. And so finding new ways to create a set that isn't like the last set of a, of the same theme, it's always a challenge, but it's really fun. And it doesn't get boring. Like I love making baby shower sets and engagement sets, wedding sets, but you can only, not that I get tired of them, but there's just not always as much like creative juice. And so with penis orders, I really can, I think a lot more outside of the box. When you are not baking, what does life in Kansas City look like for you? Well, ever since COVID, I've definitely, COVID definitely brought out my like homebody side. Um, Not that it wasn't rough, it was, but I definitely stay home a little more. I would say COVID's still happening. So I would say, you know, deep in covid So we still stay home a lot more than we did prior to the pandemic, but we, my husband and I like to go on walks with our dogs. We have two dogs living in mission area is really great because super walkable and it's, um, you know, so close to downtown, but it's still like suburbs has a cute, like stretch, small shops and stuff like that. We like to go to local breweries as much as we can like there are two in downtown mission that is walkable for us it's nice going to those and sometimes i think it's sand hills sometimes they have um pretzels because neither of them have like full kitchens or anything um but sometimes they they have pretzels and beer cheese from um like pretzel boys or and so usually on saturdays so we try to pop over there. Um, cause I love pretzels aren't as good as corn dogs, but like they're really good. So, um, we are, we met at Rye working at Rye in Leawood. Um, and we both worked in restaurants for years. So definitely local spending time at local restaurants and cocktail bars. We are really big sports fans. So we're not really baseball people. Like I 
cheer for the Royals. And it's actually kind of odd that I'm not because my family's good family friends with the Glass family uh, who used to own the Royals. And so I don't know why I never really became a big baseball fan, but um, I love going to Royals games. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just not as invested as I am with like the Chiefs and KU football and basketball. I would say our life kind of revolves around local restaurants, our dogs and sports. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel very Midwest, you know? What are some of your top favorite local restaurants? Well, we are, of course, partial to, I don't know why I keep saying we, because this isn't about my husband, but um, since my husband and I met at Rye and Rye is amazing. Um, that's one of our favorites. We really love going to Asian cuisines of like any kind. I feel like Kansas City surprisingly has a lot of really amazing like Indian Thai. Like my friends out of who aren't from Kansas City and have never really been to Kansas City, they're always kind of surprised how much I eat at those type of restaurants because they just expect that there wouldn't be that many. But there are so many amazing ones. Farina downtown, the like small plates Italian is so good. Sadly, like our favorite restaurant of all time, the Rieger closed during COVID. So when you included that question, like where you like to go in Kansas City, I immediately thought of the Rieger and I was like, oh my God, I miss it so much. We definitely are big fans of local kind of like new American type of food, but also like the peanut right down the street, the wings, amazing. I mean, there's tons of places that we love going, but Farina is like my favorite, like newer restaurant in Kansas City. I, um, my mom's side is Italian. They're very Italian, like so Italian that when my mom got her like ancestry back, she was annoyed because she was just like slightly less Italian than she thought. And I was like, oh my God, this is the most Italian thing ever to be like annoyed. And it was over 50%. So I'm like, calm down, lady. You're still very Italian. I love Farina because I feel like a lot of Italian restaurants in the United States in general, you know, it's the huge portions and um, Farina really has killed it with the more like small plate, a little modernized, but not in a bad way. You know, sometimes when I feel like we modernize certain cuisines it's like an insult to a certain cuisine but Michael Smith who's the like chef and owner he really like nailed that concept if there was something about Kansas City that you could change what would that be I really think transportation and I know we're like the streetcar is awesome and I know we're you know working on expanding that and improving that um but definitely connecting the two sides of Kansas City Missouri Kansas City Kansas like metro area if we just had better public transportation more options I think that would just like open up the city to a lot more possibilities and help people um like make it more affordable like it's really hard to live in Kansas City and not own a car and I think that kind of sucks and it's very limiting. I feel like in general, Kansas City, at least from like a food and beverage 
point of view is pretty solid. Like we have so many good coffee shops. We have a lot of really amazing independently owned restaurants or breweries. I would say transportation, public transportation would be number one, especially now that we have the airport, the new airport. And then kind of, and this is more being in the Midwest, but especially like Kansas and Missouri Midwest, more active, more things that you can be active, but that's hard with, you know, it being miserably hot or cold and snowy 75% of the year. Like we just fall and can fall and spring in Kansas city are like the most amazing, but they're just so short. And so I understand that it's not necessarily Kansas city's fault that we don't have as many like places where you can go and be like active and not like gyms, but you know, like, um, fun outdoor activities. I wish we had more of that, but that's really just a product of living where we live. So I think public transportation would be the, the biggest thing. And I know we're working on it, but like change is so slow and I hate it. What's yours? Can I ask that? My number one answer is the lack of late night food. And Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I feel like I've said this before on here. And if I'm totally wrong to assume this, please, (laughs) I hope someone will politely let me know. I feel like pre COVID, a lot of restaurants used to be open even to like 10, 30, 11. And obviously having gone through COVID, a lot of restaurants needed to save money. And so the best way to do that, one of the ways that was to cut back hours, but restaurants nowadays like close, some restaurants close at nine. And for people even I've had on this podcast who don't work your typical nine to five jobs and everyone loves town topic, but when it's like the only place fast food or fast casual place that is open 24 seven. It's we need more of those. Like not just like maybe some more like fast food places, but just places like that where you can grab something quick. I'm not expecting to be like wined and dined at 2am, <laughs> but for people who do enjoy yeah. the nightlife and go out and, or work, maybe they're in healthcare and they work like, you know, a night shift or something like that. Just being able to have more restaurants that are open later, I think would be would be great. And I just, I, yeah, I wish, I wish we had more of those. So that's my answer. Yeah. I think you're totally right about COVID. I think more restaurants since COVID have been like having loose closing hours. So like if it's not busy, they'll just close earlier, which I get. Um, but I feel like that happens more now since the pandemic and even like traditional, even like you know, chain fast food restaurants close super early in Kansas city. Yes. Not even just the like local spots. And I am, as I've mentioned multiple times, like big on local, but even when I've just desperately, especially making cookies, sometimes I'll be up like super, super late and I'll go in DoorDash or one of those apps. And I'm like, yeah, literally everything's closed. Like even like Taco Bell is right on the corner they'll close at like 9 p.m. some nights 10 p.m. max and I'm like what the hell I'm so hungry and then like Hy-Vee down the street they close so even like going to a grocery store isn't always an option especially in in the burbs I mean luckily I'm not too deep into the burbs but 
Um, that I totally agree. That is a great point. Town topic takes for freaking ever because it is the only, only option. I mean, it's classic Kansas city, but not everyone has the patience or time to wait like an hour. Getting back to your penis cookies. (laughs) How do people get in touch with you regarding ordering cookies or to talk to you about themes, what is the best way that people can contact you for orders? Right now I'm in the middle of a, um, doing a rebrand. So my website, like my full on, I still have my website where you do put a custom order. It's like a CRM website. So someone else designed it. So soon I will have my website back up and running, but Right now, the easiest is through Instagram. The Heartland Cookie Co. is my handle. Emailing heartlandcookieco at gmail.com. Stupidly, there is no the in my email because when I created my email, I had planned to have it be just Heartland Cookie Co. And then, I don't know, I guess I wanted the the in there. So part of my rebrand is getting a like non-Gmail I am sort of like expanding to add party planning. So I'm sure you've seen, I'm a wedding planner for my like full-time job, but since COVID, I really wanted to focus on like smaller personal events. Like I still love weddings, but people have a lot more fun now with birthday parties and anniversary parties and stuff like that. So I'm actually expanding the Heartland Cookie Co. and having the Heartland Party Co. as well. And I'm going to be taking less weddings, but the heartlandcookieco.com will direct to the heartlandpartyco.com. So either will work, but, um, so website, the heartlandpartyco.com or the heartlandcookieco.com, both will take you to, um, learning about my, you know, event planning and submitting custom cookie orders. Congrats on you expanding and just rebrands are hard for my friends who have gone through rebrands. I just know that the process is really intense. And as someone who's like the business owner or the content owner, the content creator, there are details that you think of that no one else is going to think of. And I know it's a very tedious process. So I've been working on it for like a year and a half, just like very slowly. And I actually, but I'm going to be doing a um, peen of the month club. Yes, that's amazing. (laughs) I'm going to hopefully be able to decide if I'll have it launched by June, but essentially it'll be a like monthly club and it'd be one design each month of a X-rated cookie design and people can pick the number of so each month it'll have two cookies included in like the monthly price just because I wanted to keep it approachable price wise and stuff like that um but people each month could add additional cookies if they wanted to but the first month you'll get like a fun little gift box with a bunch of little different things in it and the cookies and then Every month after that, it'd just be cookies and then occasional like throwing in freebies. Um, But it also will include like 
early access to pre-sales or um, like discounts on customs and stuff like that. So I'm hoping to be able to launch it by June, but we'll see how the next few weeks go with my like rebrand. Been thinking about this for like two years now too. So I thought about doing that before I even decided to rebrand. So it's a long time coming, but it's so hard to like, like actually go through with all these different changes because you want to do it right. And then you're like, slightly self-conscious like oh should I do this is this stupid like I get really nervous about changing my name even though like I'll still like the Heartland Cookie Co and the Heartland Party Co have I mean this they're similar names you'll be redirected regardless of you know which website you put in but I'm like is it stupid to change it from cookie to party and so that's honestly what has held me off for so long but I'm like, you just need to suck it up and do it because I've spent a lot of time and money changing all these things. I'm really excited for your rebrand and just to see where you go and to see the website. And I am just excited for for this new, new venture for you. Thank you. I'm very excited. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your philosophy about penis cookies I think it's something (laughs) that everyone just needs more of in their life and uh as I said I just every time I go to your Instagram I just a big smiles across my face I just love seeing the ideas you come up with thank you so much thank you for thinking of me this was fun you can find Allie's social media in the show notes In case you haven't heard, Kansas City Confidential is nominated for Best Local Podcast through Kansas City Magazine's Best of 2023. Voting ends June 10th, so if you haven't already, please take a moment to vote. The link to vote is in the show notes as well. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at KCBiSari. See you next week. Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential, yay, Kansas City's best, ooh, Casey Confidential, Casey's Confidential.